This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Okay, really? Feels like minus nine? It's May 9th. You know, a lot of complaining that the golf courses are not open in the province of Ontario. And if you're in a province listening to GTC this morning where you can play golf, I'm happy for you. But it's minus nine. You can open them all you want. I ain't going outside. Barbaric frozen wasteland we're living in here. Bob, what is going on? May 9th feels like minus nine. That's what I wake up to. Come on. Yeah, I got uh, I got minus five on the wind chill here and 50% chance of uh, flurries in the next hour. Well, <laughs> just like, you know, maybe we should be lobbying to open up the curling rinks. on. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Get the hockey rinks back up or something. Yeah, it's it's. I will say it's the one in Ontario and Quebec, The uh, it is a bit of a blessing uh, if you are hanging for some golf out there because you probably wouldn't be playing this morning so that's the only good thing about the weather i guess in this in this shutdown of the golf industry but uh man it's uh it's taken a long time to warm up here this year it certainly has and it certainly is and we're going to uh, touch base on this a little bit today as we got another busy show not too sure, Bob. Every week I, I'm figuring out, you know, it's like Wednesday, Thursday, and, you know, you and I will chat by text and, you know, talk to Scully. It'll be, oh, what do we got this Saturday? What are we going to talk about? And then by the time I get to around 10 a.m. Friday morning, 11 a.m. Friday morning, you go, man, we don't have enough time to cover everything we want to talk about it's, on Saturday. It's unbelievable. It's amazing how many stories there are that keep coming out, how many you know, some of them are about recreational golf, about courses opening or not opening. Some of them are about new ventures. We've got a couple of matches we're going to discuss today. We've got uh, all sorts of new equipment coming out still. We've got all sorts of side things that are coming as a result of the pandemic and the shutdown and uh, talking to a lot of players who are just as anxious to get out of the out and play golf as we are. Yeah, certainly is there. So let's get to it. We've got a busy show. Mike Kelly, Golf Ontario Executive Director from this week's video podcast. If you missed it, State of the Union address really on where we're at in the province of Ontario when it comes to golf and what it might look like on the other side. Mackenzie Hughes touched base with Weeksy this week for tsn.ca. We'll hear from Mac Hughes. Total buy set on the SIM driver uh, from Carlsbad, California from TaylorMade. Why the SIM driver? We kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade today by giving away a SIM driver to anyone who followed us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Kicking off the first week here. And of course, the O Dog, you know, he, he stiff Bob and I uh, last week. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to try to wake him up this week. I'm going to give him some grief when he joins us in hour two. Uh, has he moved at all? Has he softened at all on the 200 challenge that he uh, laid out a few weeks ago to Brian Hayes, suggesting that Hazy could not break 200 from the tips at the National? So much to get to. Let's kick it off with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, Bob, let's start with a 
a bit of a fun one, an interesting one, a head scratcher, a Corn Ferry Tour, tour uh, rejigging their schedule uh, into a wraparound schedule, which uh, includes a few new events. It now kicks off in June at uh, TPC Sawgrass for their new season on the Corn Ferry Tour. The list of players came out on uh, who is uh, currently looking to fill that field at Sawgrass for the uh, Corn Ferry Tour start. And look whose name pops up. World Golf Hall of Famer, 50-something-year-old Vijay Singh. Now, he's a resident of uh, Sawgrass, has been for quite some time. But Brady Schnell, who's Corn Ferry Tour player, just basically ripped them apart on social media. I won't get into the details, uh, but it was very direct. Called him out uh, point blank. Uh, basically saying he should be ashamed of himself, taking a position from younger guys that need the starts, yada, yada. There's that side of this coin. And then of all people in the world to come to VJ's defense, Phil Nicholson, who uh, <laughs> basically him and VJ have been oil and water for several decades. And Phil uh, suggested, listen, uh, VJ is a Hall of Famer, has made everybody a large uh, boatload of dough, uh, made the PGA Tour a success and the tour um basically pays for the corn fairy tour and he has a right to play wherever he wants uh what do you take from all that i guess there's two sides to it right there's the uh the actual regulations which allow vj to play vj is a an exempt player on the pga tour because he has a lifetime lifetime exemption 20 wins and more than 10 years on the tour so he has a priority ranking, and he is not eligible to play in Colonial, which will be the same week as this Corn Ferry Tour. So he can, uh, by that, he can enter a Corn a Corn Ferry event. And so he, on the other side, though, is what Schnell is saying is, hey, you're, you're, this spot could go to somebody who is more in need of it, who hasn't played for a long time. You've won $71 million. Maybe some guys out there trying to find his way and, and pay a few bills. Um, so there's two sides of it, but you know, I think VJ has every right to play. He's earned that right. He's, he's not really technically taking a spot because there's no spot there. It's, it's his spot. Um, so I'm kind of on VJ's side in this, in this argument. I think, I think if he wants to play and he's earned the right to play, then, uh, then sign him up, let him go. If there's one thing to Bob, you know, about VJ Singh, and now he's in his early fifties and, you know, a champions tour player as well on top of all of this. Yeah. But if there's one thing you know about VJ Singh is if you and I dial it, dialed him up and said, we're playing for a $15 Nassau and we've got a spot, he'd pull up in the parking lot. <laughs> he'd basically play anywhere for anything, VJ Singh. And this is just another out of that. But to your point, letter of the law here, uh, you know, he is not breaking any laws or by any means stretching any, any boundaries. I think it's uh, here we are again with the optics and uh, maybe the rules themselves need to be uh, uh, moved around a little, especially in times like this where starts are important for everyone on every tour. Now, staying with Phil, Phil and Tiger, Peyton and Brady, little trash talking finally as we get uh, ready for their upcoming match in a few weeks. Uh, we already have more trash talking already, and the match hasn't even started yet, in the, uh, compared to the, the original match between Tiger and Phil, where they basically were uh, had their tongues cut out for four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, we finally got the official announcement of this. I loved it. And then you get the, uh, the guys uh, taking a little shots at each other phil was showing off the belt that he won last time at the match <laughs> and then I tiger tiger pulls out the uh says it's a little chilly where he is and he pulls out a green jacket and pulls it over on him 
and then the football guys get into it. And I'm I'm waiting for more and more from from Manning and Brady because I think they're going to be really excellent in terms of uh, throwing barbs at each other. Uh, it it should be fun to watch, and it should be fun leading up to to what's happening here to hear these guys going at it. And Peyton Manning, you know, uh, from uh, out of the four of them, has just such a great TV personality. Has done so much in covering football now, as you know, post career, but also SNL. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor. I think Peyton Manning is maybe the guy we want to have uh, the mic on at all times uh, for this event. Because once we get going, he might be the most fun out of the four of them. And uh, you know what? I'm actually looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to that a little bit more than when I uh, than I am to the driving relief for charity match. Although the cause is excellent, and I'm glad they're putting it together. Uh, May seventeenth, you know, Rory and DJ against Wolf. And um, and Ricky, and of course, I'd watch uh, you and Adam uh, have a blindfolding chipping contest right now if we put it on TSN. So, <laughs> like, I, you know, at this point, I'll watch anything. And again, good cause. But the one thing that popped out this week that I found interesting, Bob, players going to carry their own bags. When's the last time or have you ever seen on a Sunday afternoon, world number one, lugging his own sticks down the center of the fairway? Yeah, and and here's uh, so I was looking into this this morning, and here's here's my favorite part of this. So you know the Rory and DJ are a little bit younger than say Tiger and Phil, so those guys are going to carry their bags. And I can't remember the last time I've seen a pro carry his bag, except maybe uh, lifting it out of the car and putting it on the cart. Um, but the Tiger and Phil are all going to they're going to play in carts, and they're going to have one person per cart. So you've got a kind of, <laughs> talking about optics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is good. I like that. All right, in closing, Bob, and we kind of touched on this off the top, uh, depending on where you're listening in the country this morning or this afternoon, depending on what time you're getting GTC in your part of the world, you're either playing golf or you've got a date in the calendar and you're like a prisoner in jail and you're just marking those X's or those lines on the wall, digging it in because you know eventually you're going to get a chance to play golf. That date, not on the calendar officially yet in Ontario. We've seen a bunch of documents, a lot of them fake, some of them some communications from big golf clubs with large footprints in the in, in the province suggesting get ready, we're opening in the next two weeks. What we got yesterday from Premier Ford, lobbying hard in quotation, referring to the golf community, and also in quotation, they have a pretty good case. If Ford was a five handicap and a member at the National, we'd be open already. <laughs> it's possible. Um, you know, I think I think at this point, we can all speculate and we can all hear these stories and rumors about what the opening date's going to be. But um, but I don't think I don't think anybody really knows yet, except maybe the premier and and his people. But they're still I think they're still, you know, really trying to be cautious with things, just like they are with, you know, letting some of the stores open, letting people get up to cottage country. It's going to be interesting to see. But but I think at least we've acknowledged he's acknowledged the fact that it's on the plate. It's something that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't have a date that I can tell you this is what I've, I mean, I've heard a couple of different things. I've heard after the May 24 long weekend, I've heard it going into the May 24 long weekend, but, um, it's, it's not, it's not too far away. That's, that's the one good thing. And as we said before, when it's snowing outside, you don't really have to worry about when you're going to play golf next. No, no, of course. But I do see the long range. It looks like this is the last little 
you know, spike, a little hump to get over of cold weather. And then it's going to be a kind of a, a slow climb right up into next weekend where we're, we could be climbing back to that 20 Celsius mark. And that's when things get way more challenging when you're asking people to obviously continue to buy into these things. The, in closing on this, Bob, uh, I hear, I see a lot of parallels or people talking about tennis and golf and, and, and the ability to self isolate. But, and this is no shot on tennis because I love tennis. I, I enjoy playing it. Not, not as often as I'd like, because uh, I don't even get to play golf as often as I'd like. So, um, but the one difference, uh, you know, in comparison is in golf, you don't have to touch anybody's ball. No one's sharing a ball. No one's touching the same object in tennis. You know, if you're playing tennis out there with somebody else, you know, you're sharing three tennis balls typically. And if you're going to go rally or play a match and you're in contact with that ball constantly, uh, you know, in an environment where you're sweating and this and that, uh, you know golf's still you know very got, different, right? Yeah. You know what they've got going though in tennis is what they're planning. Cause my, my better half is a, is an active tennis player and is waiting for the tennis courts to open. And they're going to have your, each player is going to have a different set of, of, uh, tennis balls that'll be, different colored so someone will have white and someone will have yellow and when you, and you don't touch the yellow ones if, if the white balls are yours and vice versa so just like golf is finding ways to get around you know and, and make it make it safe uh tennis is trying to do the same thing so we'll see oh, that's smart. Uh, you know i think i think the one good thing about uh, about golf is you're outside and in some cases for tennis you know if, if it's if it's not weather conducive you're going to be in you can play inside so i'm not sure how they're going to do it but they're coming up with their own regulations just like golf is and that you know what everybody in this pandemic is finding ways to try and try and do whatever they do a little bit safer yeah no and i'm glad that's the first i've heard that so i'm glad i brought that up because i find that's yeah. interesting and it's great to hear that they're they're getting at uh, these things because i want people to be able to get back if they can do it safely and they've come up with ways uh to maneuver around this thing good on them so hopefully tennis and golf and uh, hopefully a few sports are able to uh, make their way through the mud in the next week or so and get back out there. On the other side, Bob's been doing a great job touching base with Team Canada around the globe uh, while we await professional golf. This week, Mackenzie Hughes. Bob sits down with Mac next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Uh, speaking of that sim driver, we're giving one away this morning as we kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade, the old new sim driver. We'll also speak with Tomo Bicet from TaylorMade out of Carlsbad, California. Talk a little bit about the sim driver and the technology all packed into that brand new TaylorMade product, which will be on full display at the match on May 17th, coming up in a week there, that uh, Drive for Charity match. And uh, I'm sure DJ and Rory will be leaning on that thing, and Matt Wolf, etc., hitting it uh, a mile. We'll get to that upcoming, as well as an announcement for Golf Talk Canada TV. But 
now Bob has been going around doing the horns, doing knocking on the doors of all the uh, Canadian touring professionals on all the different tours, checking in with our team Canada, saying, you know, what have you been doing during coronavirus? How have you been staying sharp? It's amazing how many players have been playing, practicing, and other ones who are just going, ah, you know what, unless I know when I'm playing or unless I have a target on the, the wall, so to speak, I can't really get motivated. It's so interesting to see what each player is doing and treating it differently. This week, Bob had an opportunity to sit down with Mackenzie Hughes. I'm joined now by Mackenzie Hughes, who is in Charlotte. And uh, first of all, how are you? And uh, how's your game? Yeah, no, I'm doing good, Bob. Uh, thanks for asking. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been uh, a bit unusual for myself and my family to be uh, home this much. Uh, I've become quite used to living out of a suitcase and be on the road. But, uh, yeah, things are, are going as well as they can at the moment. And um, I, I enjoyed some time off when this all started. I took uh, a full month off, which was nice. And uh, in the last, I would say, 10 days or so, I started to play golf again. And uh, that's been nice. I've been, um, been nice to be on the golf course and to uh, kind of get away from the whole COVID-19 thing, um, you know, still taking the, the proper precautions, but, um, you know, for a brief second, you feel like you're not, uh, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. So uh, game, game feels pretty good. And, um, yeah, just trying to kind of stay uh, somewhat sharp here. Okay, the most important question is, how's your hair? Have you been able to get a haircut? Have you done the self-haircut? What's the story? So, uh, you know, it's funny, I... I was able to get a haircut from my mother-in-law, um, which was very much needed because uh, prior to that, and that was like last week, and prior to that, I was getting quite a bit of grief for uh, some pretty bad hair. So um, I think everyone, everyone's kind of going through that a little bit right now. I, I contemplated cutting it myself, but, um, you know, I figured my bad hair was worse than a bad haircut. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, hair, hair is uh, in, in okay shape right now. That's uh, that's very good advice. We'll keep that one. Bad hair is better than a bad haircut. Um, are you uh, are you ready to go back to work? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm missing the you know the camaraderie, the you know my friends, uh, the competition. Um, I know it won't feel quite the same when we first get back out there, but um, you know baby steps and, and kind of working towards that new normal. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to get back out there and I'm ready to get back into a routine and. Um, you know, I, I, the biggest thing for me is really the competition. I think it's just like, you know, feeling those nerves, you know, trying to win golf tournaments, you know, that, that's what I really miss the most. And, um, yeah, I know that there's still a lot of uncertainty around our return, but, uh, for right now I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. Well, what are you expecting it's going to look like? What do you think, what do you think it'll feel like when you get back out on the tour? Um, you know that, that's a great question. I there's a lot of uh, a lot of different ways it could it could look. I think it's going to seem a bit eerie. Um, it'll seem a bit eerie in the beginning. I think just with no fans on the golf course, it doesn't happen very often for us where we get um, you know a quiet golf course with no no spectators. So that that would be I think an ominous feel to start out with. Um, you hit a great shot, or you'll pull a putt and your reaction might be the kind of way for the crowd, but there's no one there. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to be shaking hands. 
how they're going to do like the pin and the rakes and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I, your guess is as good as mine. I think there's so many different ways it could go. Um, and speculating on it right now is, uh, is just, we're going nowhere with that. So, um, I'll kind of wait and see what they come out with when they decide we're going to go back out and play and, and what the new, I guess, set of rules are. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be different for sure. Uh, in addition to, uh, you know, speaking of work, um, your mom is, is a nurse. She's, she works in Hamilton as a nurse. What's, what's her situation right now? Are you worried about her? Do you hear from what she's doing and what she's seeing? Yeah. You know, I, I've been, uh, I've been talking to her pretty, pretty, pretty regularly and it's not quite, um, I guess as severe in Canada at the moment. I mean, I know, I know we're, um, kind of planning for the worst and, and expecting that, you know, big rush of patients into the hospitals. So, um, you know, my mom's been, uh, you know, busy in that regard in terms of prepping and then being ready for patients to come in. Um, and obviously taking the right precautions in terms of, you know, sanitation and the mask and all that sort of thing. But, uh, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, for her right now, the numbers haven't quite been what they might have thought originally uh especially in ontario and you know there's still time for things to develop and you know hopefully it doesn't develop but um you know i think one of her biggest things is now that the you know there's other people that need health care uh besides the covid patients um and some of those patients have been asked you know to leave the hospital and uh i think that's been tough for her you know knowing some of those patients and and knowing that people need help but you know, with the hospitals being kind of restricted a little bit, um, you know, people have been, I guess, given harder access to these hospitals. So, um, you know, for her, it's not, her daily life is not super unusual right now. I mean, she's preparing for things as if they're going to, you know, really escalate. But, uh, for right now it's, it's, uh, fairly normal for her, but, um, she's kind of hoping that, you know, if it stays like it is right now, that she can kind of get some of her patients back in the hospital and, and be able to help the people that uh, need help from other illnesses and sicknesses uh, that aren't related to COVID-19. So um, she's been, you know, a, a rock star. And I mean, every nurse and doctor across the country and across the world is uh, they're really asking a lot of them right now. So, um, yeah, what they're doing and what my mom's doing is, um, you know, as most of us say, very, very heroic and um so yeah, she, but she's doing great, and um, I try and you know keep taps on her. Uh, I get, I guess, in some ways, she's been your biggest cheerleader, and now it's, it's an opportunity for you to be her biggest cheerleader. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, and um, you know I know that the the healthcare staff and you know the nurses and doctors are going through a lot, so uh, any support that we can give them right now is uh, is much needed. All right, Mackenzie, thank you for spending some time with us, and, uh, and stay safe. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Mackenzie, here's what he's doing during quarantine with uh, Mr. Bob Weeks. Bob, uh, you know what I pulled from that? He is very close to his mother-in-law. He allowed her around his head with sharp uh, scissors. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, when I was uh, thinking about the interview afterwards, it, uh, Mackenzie's situation was... was um, was a frustrating one. Remember, he came off that runner-up performance at the Honda Classic. He had a good chance to win that tournament with a brilliant weekend. 
And then he goes in and plays the first round of the players, riding this momentum. The previous five tournaments, he'd missed the cut in all five of them. And, and all of a sudden, he's got this wave of momentum, and boom, the plug gets pulled. And he's one of those guys who probably would have loved to, uh, to have continued on the season, although knowing with it, what his mother knows, that uh, he, he, he understands why they, why they didn't. But um, everyone's got a story out there about, uh, about how they're um, getting through this pandemic. And, and I think when you have a mother who's on the front lines, it, it puts things into perspective very quickly. Yes, it certainly does. And to your point with uh, Mackenzie kind of wishing he could have kept it going, you know, it's so weird that, that in a way it's a bit of a Canadian theme. You know, Nick Taylor coming off a win. We have four Canadian flags getting ready to go up the posts at Augusta for the Masters. Uh, Mackenzie finding his game, that kind of coming around back to form. There was a lot of Canadian momentum when the plug got pulled. And, uh, Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait and see now in the next few weeks as we approach the middle of June if they're able to keep that momentum moving forward now into the restart of the PGA Tour season. On the other side, speaking of the season, what about the Ontario golf season? What's COVID-19 golf going to look like in the province of Ontario? Well, if you're listening to GTC around the country, you might already know the answers to that because you've seen what golf looks like already in this COVID-19 environment. On the other side of the break, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly, joins us. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. While GTC TV is on hiatus temporarily, we will have news on its return coming up momentarily. We've been dropping the Golf Talk Canada video podcast on tsn.ca every Wednesday. If you're not seeing it, you're missing some great stuff. This week, we had the opportunity to sit down with Executive Director of the Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly. Welcoming to the program, very good friend of Golf Talk Canada, uh, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, Mr. Mike Kelly. Mike, how are you? Uh, how are things in the Kelly household? I'm hoping everybody's uh, healthy and, uh, as important, sane right now because uh, this is uh, this is taking a while. It's taking a while, guys. Yeah, our, our, my family's great. Hope hope yours are are well, safe and and healthy as well. Yeah, it's uh, homeschooling is turning out to be uh, quite the ordeal on some days. So, <laughs> um, hopefully, we all survive this and. Uh, uh, sometimes you just need a little break, find your, you know, the, the, the corner of the house that gives you a bit of peace and quiet and, uh, and then do it all again the next day. 
That grade seven math can be tough on uh, on you when you get past thirty, right? I mean, that's what I always find. It's oh, not man. easy. It's a it's a, it could be a struggle for sure. Um, so we're we're we don't have a, an official opening date yet for golf courses in Ontario, but it certainly seems like we're moving in the right direction. Um, if the weather would cooperate, of course, it's been a little bit under the uh, temperatures. But what what do you see as the the reaction? What's it going to be like? when golf does open up here because i hear i hear a lot of positive things about people saying listen there's no other sport you can play so you know golf could really benefit from this well i feel very similar to you bob i'm very i'm moving from cautiously optimistic to excitement for the 1.5 million people in this province who love uh the game of golf and you know potentially new participants to the game because we're, we're out of the, we could, and likely we'll be out of the gates first. Um, you know, social distancing is, is fairly, um, you know, natural to the, to the game and to the sport. And we're prepared as a golf industry to, to ensure our facility facilities and operators are ready to receive golfers in a safe environment. I think this is really good for golf and, and I'm just as excited as you guys are uh, for the golf business, but also to, to play golf, golf ourselves. Mike, I've heard a bunch of stories, uh, some of them, I guess, rumor-related, but uh, is there any truth or is there any uh, thing to add to the story that a golf course will need to uh, pass a checklist first of COVID-19 protocol or uh, get some type of qualification, for lack of a better term, in order to open up their doors, whether they be a private or public golf facility? Yeah, short answer is I have not heard that. Um, I think what you can do, um, is look at what they're doing in other sectors. So they, they, they outlined, you know, with 61 different sectors, um, health measures and precautions. If you look at what they've been able to uh, provide to those industries and those sectors, it should give you a bit of guidance in terms of what we should expect. On that same, on the, to, in the same vein, we, we are golf, which I know you guys are familiar with, the, collect, the, the consortium of golf associations in the province and across Canada, um, have been working um, hard <laughs> as a collective um, working with the jobs and recovery committee. And part of that is what we are calling, uh, you know, the return to return to golf or a pathway to safe golf. And a lot of what we've been doing is trying to work proactively with the government to provide a list of recommended guidelines um, that we would like to see and, and working with them. And there has been some good collaboration um, and feedback um, between both groups, between we are golf and, and that jobs and recovery committee. And a lot of, of people um, that are, are working with us and, and certainly want to see golf come back. So I haven't heard about a checklist that you would have to get certified if you want to call it that. Um, but I, but I, I, not to say that that's not going to happen, but I have not heard that. And, and uh, I think that the golf industry has been very proactive. I've seen a lot of great documents and resources that have come out of BC and Alberta as well in the U S and we're looking to adopt similar playbooks, if you will, here in Ontario. It is, uh, in some ways, kind of a good thing that we're the last province, or Ontario and Quebec and Nova Scotia will be the last provinces, because you've got a lot of experiences from the other places in Canada and the U.S., as you mentioned, that have already gone before and set, set some kind of standards. And I'm hearing a lot of different things going on. And uh, I was just talking to a friend in California who said when he goes to his golf course, they take his temperature before, as soon as he gets out of the car. And if he doesn't meet a certain standard, then he gets back in the car and goes away. Uh, I've heard of... of um, you know, greeters now, instead of having a bag drop person, you have a greeter who tells you to sit in your car and wait. Mm-hmm. I guess getting to the bottom of this is golf, golf could look a lot different for the act for the, for the participant when we do open up in Ontario, can it? 
Yeah, no, you're, you're bang on. Um, I think if you think about your, you know, we went to Home Depot or Canadian Tire, if you just drive, you know, it's curbside pickup. And um, I, I'm thinking of Canadian Tire where you came in and you're looking for, you park in a spot, it's numbered, there's a phone number. You call it, they bring it out to you. There's people in the parking lot, almost like marshals or starters in golf, helping <laughs> to, you know, make sure that the product's getting to the right car and, and um, you know, and that it's, it's done without, you know, too much congestion. So um, I think, as you guys know, you know, not every golf course is created equal, at least in the footprint and the way they, they have uh, and can control, you know, the flow of golfers. So I, I bet you, Bob, that I'm not, again, I haven't heard of, um, yet of golf courses that are preparing for temperature checks. Um, but I have heard of golf courses that are looking to create something that you described there, um, you know, around, you know, managing the flow, whether it's waiting in your car until it's your turn to go. And then you pro progress through a range and putting green to the first tee, something like that. Maybe, um, I think a lot of this though will become, um, you know, more clear as soon as we get these health measures. And, and to be honest with you from the conversations I've had with golf courses, this is the biggest struggle. Um, as well as for us, I mean, we're, you know, I've got, we have a business to run as well, which is mainly supporting golf courses. And we'd love to <laughs> give them a, a list of measures, but you know, we don't have them either. And, and, uh, you know, everybody wants to prepare, um, because we're allowed to do so, but it would be, would be great if we get those list of measures really soon so that we can get to work on them. Uh, Mike, uh, yesterday we heard from, uh, premier Doug Ford, uh, and, uh, the, the majority of his message was about mental health. Uh, we've spoken a lot about golf taking a leadership position as an example, a very positive example on how people can get back in a safe manner uh, to what will be a new, mo uh, new normal, that golf is actually a really good leader in this category. But I think uh, we're also missing an opportunity here or, or maybe missing a conversation here that golf could also be a real leader in, in mental health and, and leading in that way because people have been trapped inside their houses for quite some time. We like to use the, the term seven weeks or so, but it's not seven weeks. For the majority of this country, we've been trapped indoors. Unless you're a great skier, you've been trapped indoors since October, November of last year, and the last seven weeks have just kind of put a rubber stamp on that. Golf can really help from a mental health standpoint, can it not? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, without a doubt, typically we think about mental and physical health. Um, and I think sometimes those things can be tied together. I mean, if you go, if you're walking the golf course, if, you know, if you're walking Weston Golf Club, as an example, I mean, that could be 10 to 20 kilometers of a walk. Um, and in that golf course specifically, not exactly flat at times, but it could be a great walk with your friends, with your family. That alone is good for mental health. Um, being in the nature, um, you know, could be 150 acres, um, depending on the footprint. You know, I think those are um, things that I think about uh, that, you know, are good for, for mental health, whether it's going for a walk outside, um, you know, or playing golf, you know, in, in green space. Um, I think those things all help with mental health. And I think golf can be part of what I'm calling, you know, that road to recovery. I think we can play a meaningful role there. All right, let's switch your hat. I had a uh, conversation on the weekend with a fellow who's a pretty good uh, senior amateur golfer, and he was uh, looking forward to playing in some of the competitions that uh, Golf Ontario puts on. What's what's the status, and, and is it sort of a week-by-week -week thing, the sort of the further we go along and, and know a little more, then you can either push a schedule down or reschedule, or I don't know. How do you, how do you deal with the, the, the current schedule? Because it is a busy schedule for Golf Ontario. Oh, yeah, it's a very busy schedule, and – like anything, right? There's golfers who are just 
dying to get on a golf course and we have competitors um, that are dying to get in a championship. And, and I think there's, there's a couple things. One, we have a number of scenarios built um, going, working with clubs uh, to, to find out what we can and can't do based on when we're able to play golf again. Um, but again, I, I, I keep coming back to these health measures um, depending on what, what these guidelines and measures are um, we'll have to evaluate what, what kind of impact that's going to have on our championships and keep in mind, we also have a major volunteer force um, in this, specifically on this program and, and as well as others. And they're, they're important and their health, their safety um, is really important. And that will continue to be the number one priority. But, um, you know, we, we're, we're ready with a couple different scenarios. Um, once we understand the impact and, and our, honestly, our club's willingness to host uh, championships, we're bringing people in from across the province. So hotels and yeah. things related to travel, um, <laughs> there is a lot to consider on this front. Um, and even if you can play golf and you get a storm, where's everybody go? If clubhouses are, if clubhouses are closed, everybody just kind of run to their car. So, um, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot to consider there and we have a very active group, uh, very passionate competitors. And we have a lot of great competitors at all categories. Um, and, uh, we're getting ready. Uh, to, to be able to engage with all of our stakeholders to get their input before we make a, a decision, whether it's postponing more, uh, shifting to later in the year, or, or anything in between. On the heels of that, Mike, before we let you go, I uh, want to talk or ask an update, if you can, on, on, a, on an actual uh, specific championship, because it's, it's a little different than a lot of the championships that, uh, that Golf Ontario runs, manages, etc., because it's tied to PGA Tour Canada. And uh, we know that Scott Pritchard in the next few weeks is going to uh, get out with a, an official announcement of some kind with a schedule that will uh, look like what we've heard, maybe something around 10 events that would start near the end of July, beginning of August. Again, nothing is formalized yet, but that would mean at the end of August, uh, one could make an assumption that the Ontario Open would be on that schedule yet. Are you working hand-in-hand, -hand, I'm assuming, with the PGA Tour Canada, the people at Woodington Lake, and uh, and trying to see what an Ontario Open might look like in 2020? Yeah, all of the above, Mark. Um, we're working, obviously, with Woodington Lake and uh, the newly minted executive director of uh, the McKenzie PGA Tour Canada. So, um, you know, we've, you know, there's some challenges, right, with majority of players being from the U.S. crossing the border, quarantine for 14 days, um, you know, working with the sponsors that are involved in all of these communities and the economic side of this equation. But I, I think the tour is ready to announce something relatively soon. Um, again, a schedule that will be, um, that will be ready to go if and when we can. So, um, you know, I think they're pretty close. Um, and from an Ontario Open perspective, you know, we're still on the schedule as of today. And, and again, this thing will be monitored even when a new schedule is rolled out. The Corn Ferry Tour rolled out their schedule. So did the PGA Tour. Um, but it's all contingent upon us being able to, to follow through on that. Mike, thanks so much for your time. All the best to you, your family, also the family at Golf Ontario, all of our friends there. So stay safe, stay sane, and hopefully within the next maybe days, certainly weeks at the very least, I know we'll have an announcement coming soon on golf returning back to Ontario for all the people eager to get back out there. Well, there, Mike Kelly joining us from the video podcast earlier this week on Golf Talk Canada. On the other side, let's kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We'll give away a sim driver on GTC next. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up hour one of GTC. Let's kick it off as we kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade with the brand new Sim Driver from our friends at TaylorMade. Congratulations, David Alexander, who won by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. That's how he won the Sim Driver. He's from Welland, Ontario. Congratulations, David. You kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade with the Sim Driver. David Alexander, Welland, Ontario. Next week, we're going to give away the Sim Fairway Wood, as well as the new My MG Wedge program from TaylorMade, the new My MG2 custom wedge program. You can customize your own wedge from our friends at TaylorMade. We're going to give away that personalized wedge along with a fairway metal sim fairway wood to anyone who follows us on social media at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram as 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues throughout the summer. We The big crescendo, Bob, uh, in uh, September now, if we fast forward 20 weeks, it'll be the U.S. Open in September. We will give away that grand prize finale, a custom set of golf clubs through the bag from our friends at TaylorMade Golf Canada. Looking forward to 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Gr- glad that it's back. There's so much going on there. Now, speaking of GTC TV, Bob, it's official. We're back August 1st, and what a jam-packed schedule we have. We're coming back August 1st to Golf Talk Canada TV, and we're coming back in a different way. Uh, Bob, do you remember a couple of months ago when the world was a normal place to live and we were all getting excited for our radio program making its way to TV and our PGA Championship, uh, uh, sorry, excuse me, Players Championship TV special, and we were all gun-ho, and then all of a sudden the plug was pulled, but we've got a busy, uh, I guess, reset for the fall. I hope I hope I can remember how to get to the studio. It's been so long since I've been there. I'm not sure I remember where it is. But you're right. It's going to be fun to get back and uh, and to do our television show, however we do it, and and uh, and continuing on with radio. And um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of a lot of uh, optimism. I think as far as golf goes, in terms of recreational golf, in terms of professional golf, we're going to have a couple of. Uh, of events back to back starting next weekend with matches. So, you know, there's lots to look forward to. There's lots to talk about. And just getting back to the uh, 20 weeks of TaylorMade, you know, when you get that through the bag experience in September, um, hopefully all this cold weather we're getting now will be made up by some really nice warm weather in the fall. And whoever wins that and whoever wins the 19 weeks before can get back out on their golf course and play, you know, well into Thanksgiving and, and beyond. And that has been the trend the last few years. You know, spring has come late. I remember you and I freezing to death June 4th, standing on the first tee at Hamilton Golf Club, doing a Canadian Open preview show for Golf Talk Canada Television. That was on the Tuesday. And on the Thursday, June 6th, summer arrived in Ontario. It was not until June 6th. So keep that in mind. That's still a month away if we're on last year's calendar. Hopefully it comes sooner than that. It's supposed (laughs) to warm up at the end of this week and... uh, 
And who knows, lots of optimism in the air. So if everything goes as scheduled, we'll be back August 1st for a very heavy-duty schedule that we'll see Golf Talk Canada Radio broadcast on TSN2 every Saturday morning for two hours and our regular weekly Golf Talk Canada TV show come back every week starting August 1st. We'll go for 10 weeks leading right through to the Ryder Cup and then stick around for monthly specials and then, of course, the Masters as well. So it'll be a very busy late summer into fall for Golf Talk Canada Television. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada if you want to keep involved in 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. If you already follow us, you're entered. If not, please follow us on social media for your chance at close to 20,000 in prizing throughout the summer on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. we got a busy hour, too, coming up for you. The O-Dog going to jump in with us, see if he's uh, softened at all on his Hayes 200 Challenge from the National from the Tips. We were also going to hear from Tomo Bicet in California from Carlsbad when Bob and Adam and I were down there in December talking a little bit about that sim driver that we just gave away on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. But kicking it off off the top of the back nine hour two, Scully time. What happened a year ago in the world of golf? Thoughts on Tiger and Phil Trash Talk. His experience with the sim driver so far as I know Scully's had a chance to lean on it. And when we were at the Kingdom, Bob, I don't know if you remember, but Scully uh, absolutely pounding it, seeing some stupid numbers like 308, 309 carry, 320 net. Uh, it was a little obscene the way he was going at it. And that was with his six iron. I mean, that's uh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that, doesn't it? I mean, he, he oh, just hit it so far. To, oh, to you and I, yeah, to you and I, it's exhausting. I just want to get in the cart and just you know drive out to his drive and just go. I'll see you out there. It's just too bloody far. So we'll talk to Scully next, and uh, Scully also with a very interesting video on our Instagram feed this week. He's been doing those fitness videos. I don't know if you saw this week's Bob. It looked painful so i gotta ask him about that we'll get to it in hour two thank you so much for listening remember first good decision of the golf course starts in the closet this is golf talk canada celebrating 10 years as canada's only national golf talk radio and tv program presented by smartgolfdeals.com this segment of gtc is brought to you by woodington lake golf club proud home of the mckenzie tour pga tour canada's ontario open for membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Back nine, hour two of GTC. Lots to get to. Tomo Bystead from Carlsbad, California. TaylorMade, sim driver that we just gave away to kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade. The O-Dog going to join us live. O-Dog, has he moved it all off that 200 number that he said that uh, Brian Hayes could not achieve, could not break from the back tees at the National. But now let's jump in. Master producer himself, everything GTC, Mr. Adam Scully. Skulls, what's going on this morning? And before you get into that, I need to know a little bit about how you're feeling uh, today or how you felt yesterday because your Instagram video this week, of, of, I don't even know what you call that exercise. I call it uh, uh, basically a visit to the hospital is what I call torture? that exercise. For, yeah, torture. What, what? Like, oh, my Lord. Okay, so first of all, how are we doing? But, but walk us through that exercise because that was ridiculous. 
Okay, well, first of all, I'm doing great. I'm doing even better now because I just heard back from Jeff O'Neill, so he's going to join us in 28 minutes, which I'm very excited about. And secondly, <laughs> uh, so so he is he is awake, which is great. Secondly, I'm doing uh, great this morning. Looking outside, was going to hit some, uh, you know, take some practice swings, but that's definitely not happening today because it's cold. And to answer your question, uh, the body's feeling okay. That's the second time I've done that workout. So for those who haven't seen the video, I did some pull-ups, but using some rings that gymnasts use. So it's more of a core workout as well as a workout for your arms, your back. You can do tricep stuff. So stuff. So basically, I want to hit bombs this year. That's my goal is just to hit bombs, just like Phil. So the more I do that exercise, the more I'll be able to hit bombs, hopefully. What about a chipping net or a putting green? How <laughs> <thought> about those? <laughs> You know what? I probably uh, <laughs> should. I probably should, Bob. I've uh, I've taken a couple putts in uh, in our basement over the last uh, week or so. Probably today is a good day to really grind on the uh, the six to eight footers. And Mark, Could I'll be. practice my my reverse saw <laughs> or claw that we were so successful together with back in December of 2018 in Carlsbad when we won our match together. So that might have to be uh, in the works today as well. All right, Skulls, uh, speaking of the match, uh, referring to the match we won, there's a couple of matches coming up. you got the Tiger and the Phil uh, with the main, uh, Manning and the Brady, and, of course, you got the driving uh, relief match. Uh, what are you looking – which one are you looking forward to more? And has the trash talking on social media that we saw this week from Tiger, Phil, Manning, Brady changed your mindset at all when you started, you know, to where we are now with these two matches as to where you were, say, a week ago? Well, I mean, with the trash talk, first of all, I'm not sure if it's because we haven't seen any live sports at all, but I laughed out loud when I saw the Phil Tiger back and forth with Phil showing the frame of him. Uh, of Tiger putting the jacket on film and Tiger using the green jacket as a blanket. I thought that was hilarious. I'm looking forward to that match. I know Brady and Manning are both very good golfers. I would think they're around a three or four handicap, maybe a little better. I'm not 100% sure. On the other side, I am looking forward to seeing the young guys, or I guess young guy and, and Matthew Wolf, Ricky Fowler is still young, but I guess not that young, and against DJ and Rory McIlroy to see two guys who will be playing facing off in future Ryder Cups. They've played uh, in previous Ryder Cups against each other, and it'll be curious to see them play against each other this time around and carrying their own bags. I'm fascinated by that as well. I'm assuming they're going to have some sort of, quote-unquote, Sunday bag, a lighter bag. It'd be hilarious if they lugged around a tour bag for 18 holes, 35 pounds on their back. But uh, it's going to be awesome to see some live golf, uh, I guess, next Sunday starting, right? Yeah, and just just so to clarify, Peyton Manning's index is six point four. Tom Brady's eight point one. So oh wow, uh, they can get it. They can get it around, but uh, okay. they're very good putters. I understand, and they don't hit bombs. But um, but Scully, if you were if you were to um, bet on those matches, Ooh. give me give me your your betting odds for the first for the Rory DJ Ricky Wolf one, and then on the other side, what would you who do you think is going to come out on top? Well, you would think, on paper anyway, that McElroy and DJ are the overwhelming favorites for that match for against Fowler and and Matthew Wolf. If I were if I were to sprinkle some action on it, maybe I'd go get with the underdog just to cheer for uh, the underdog against the two uh, heavy favorites. And then in the other match, Phil has the upper hand on Tiger in 
the matches. So uh, I, I, Tiger would still probably be the favorite, as as Peyton Manning said in their trash talk back and forth, that Peyton and Tiger have, I believe he said, 17 championships, and Brady and Phil have 11 or 14, I believe, or I think it was 11. So I think you'd have to give the, the nod to Tiger and Peyton and for Rory and DJ, but it'll be fascinating to see starting next weekend for sure. Listen, of course you got to give the nod uh, to Tiger and Peyton. Let's look at the other side. Phil is going to be turning 50 this year, and his partner uh, got lost on the way back to his house. He's so so old. (laughs) So, you know, okay, Brady walked into the the wrong living room, the wrong kitchen, okay? So, you know, he's going senile. We Of course it's Tiger and Peyton uh, have the chance. All right, Scully, before we get back and look back at where we were a year ago in the world of golf, uh, do you remember your numbers on that sim driver we just gave away? And, And more importantly, do you remember those numbers in comparison to your uh, M5. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that. So as you guys were talking in the last segment, I went back and looked at some of the numbers. And in Carlsbad, uh, this was before I'd start taking lessons, my, my winter lessons. I was flying it about 308, 309 or so. And the ball speed was around 174, 173. And then since I had the four lessons in the winter and then got fit for my own driver, I hit balls in the Bayview Golf Simulator on March 15th, the last day it was open. They closed later that day. And I'm sure the simulator potentially might have been cranked up just a little bit. I can't confirm or deny that, but the numbers were more like 328 carry, 340 total. So I'm not sure if I was on the juice that day or something, but the ball was going straight and long and far. So. I'm I'm very curious what's going to happen because you know me I you know I, I'm not one to to swing slowly I, I'm going to go full tilt and I'll probably pump a ball or two OB on the first hole at Bayview when I first get out and play and then I'm curious to, to settle in but um, to answer your question about the sim driver it, it, there were definitely some improvements from last year I found the the sound comparison between when you hit the M5 versus the Sim was different. The shape is slightly different as well, obviously shape and motion. It seemed very consistent for the 20 times I've hit it, and I, I can't wait to, to hit it uh, later in a couple of weeks. And David Alexander, our winner, is one lucky man. All right, speaking of uh, last year's numbers, this year's numbers, where were we, Adam? What were you, Bob, and I covering a year ago in the world of golf? Yeah, a year ago this weekend. So the LPGA had a week off. So we go to the European Tour British Masters. Swede Marcus Kinholt with a one-shot victory over Matt Wallace, Eddie Pepperell, and Robert McIntyre. Tommy Fleetwood was one over on Sunday, finishing T8 alongside Martin Keimer. The only Canadian in the field was Austin Connolly, and he unfortunately missed the cut. PGA Tour AT&T Byron Nelson. Sung Kang with his first career PGA Tour win. Mark, you were there covering it for PGA Tour Radio. A two-shot victory over Matt Every. Highlighted by a second-round 61 by Sung Kang. And this was one of the few events, unfortunately, all year as well, that there are no Canadians who made it to Sunday. And let's not forget, Brooks Kepka, a solo fourth, three shots back, rounding into form with a major the next week. And we all remember what happened at last year's PGA Championship, winning his fourth major championship. 
Well, and speaking of that, Adam, uh, this week on our video podcast, uh, you, uh, Bob, and I are going to take a closer look at the PGA and what would have been upcoming this year and what's coming up in August. And speaking of August PGA, August 1st, when we return to TV, two hours Saturday morning, GTC Talk Radio Television on TSN2 will be uh, getting ready for that upcoming week's first major of the year, the PGA Championship. So lots to get to. Skull! Uh, whatever it is you're going to do on a minus five Saturday in May, I hope you enjoy it. Don't hurt yourself, okay? We got a long season to go. I know you want to hit bombs, but, uh, you know, you need to give the body a rest day as well. So maybe you should just eat some pizza and put your feet up today, okay? Now, I, I, before I go, I must say, so Bob and Mackenzie Hughes were talking about the self-haircut. And as you guys know, I cut my own ah. hair about four weeks ago. I went for the second self-haircut yesterday. You'll see a debut of it this week on the GTC Video Podcast. <laughs> oh, looking forward to that. And, of course, don't forget Scully Scoop, the podcast. Uh, jump in on that as well. Adam, uh, have a great morning, man. We'll talk to you this week for the video podcast. On the other side, Tomo Bicet, we'll talk about that sim driver we just gave away on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Uh, earlier this year, it was actually technically later, I think in 2019, if I get my math right, Bob Adam and I had the opportunity to jump down to Carlsbad, California, and take a peek at the new 2020 lineup for TaylorMade. We just spoke with Adam Skelly. He's hitting his new sim driver. He's, he's throwing around some pretty crazy numbers, like 320. Bob, uh, how come you and I are not experiencing these 320-yard carries? What, what, what is going on here? <laughs> Um, let's just say that we don't do, uh, pull-ups on rings and, uh, and lift weights and things like that. But I will point out that, you know, most of my 187 yard bombs, uh, end up in the fairway. There you go. That's right. And I say it time and time again, like, uh, Bob Weeks, uh, to, you know, to the number, Bob, I've never seen you have a bad round of golf. I don't think we've ever <laughs> had a round where you have played a poor round of golf. I, I gotta say, it's, it, it is, it is very impressive. Um, I, uh, have yet to, uh, really, uh, understand or know what the sim driver is doing for uh, yours truly uh i I have not been out there enough with it for obvious reasons i did get a chance to play around with the sim fairway metal and i was really blown away i'm thinking i might be carrying that about six to eight yards further in the three wood 
uh, and actually being able to even get it up a little higher with that carry, which is exciting for me because it's closed the gap between my three wood and my driver, which has always been a bit of flaw, uh, flaw in my golf bag. And we're going to give away one of those fairway medals next week on 20 Weeks of Tail- TaylorMade, along with a personalized My uh, MG2 wedge as well in week two. So I've had some experience with that. Very excited. I also had the opportunity to go down to Carlsbad, like previously mentioned, with Bob and Adam earlier in the year and speak to the man himself, the man behind the Sim Fairway and Driver product, Tomo Feistek. At the Kingdom here in Carlsbad, California, with Tomo Bison. When we want to talk drivers, we talk to Tomo. Another big year coming, and this year, 2020, Tomo, very different. You caught us all off guard yesterday when we saw it for the first yeah. time. Exciting stuff. That's the goal. SIM. Okay, before we get into the SIM product line, yeah. tell us what SIM means. What's it stand for? It stands for a shape in motion. Uh, and it's all about how we've reshaped the driver for dramatically better performance, essentially. And there's a lot to that, but that's what the word means. Okay, we've got three uh, very different models uh, targeted at three very different players. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, with the stock SIM mm-hmm. driver, which is the only product in the line that actually has uh, a, a movable weight this year for fade to draw bias. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that tracking system, for me, the real shock or the real standout was is this a fin? How do we call, what do we want to call this here this year? Well, we have a technical term for it. It's called the inertia generator. Basically, creates MOI and inertia in the club. Uh, but yeah, the asymmetric nature of that, that's a big part of the shape story for, for 2020 and a big reason why this has such good performance versus where we've been in the past. So you basically found a couple of miles per hour by the shape of the head and is it, for lack of a better term, the, the club's drafting better, to use a NASCAR term. Its aerodynamics are better, uh, thus ball speed, swing speeds up, instead of using, and, and you've been able to find this by using new materials, right? Correct, yeah. So we essentially have taken the, all the learnings from the M family of product, the M5 and M6 most recently, uh, to enable to, 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 like you said, save a lot of the weight from the head and actually be able to use it more intelligently in the club to really create a really fast, slippery head. To, to kind of you know put that kind of picture in people's mind of the aerodynamics, it's really slippery through the air, and generate really good forgiveness through having so much mass at the back here, uh, as far away as possible from the center of the head. That, again, that's great. That creates that inertia, right? So getting that mix of speed and forgiveness is what this is all about. So super speed, super forgiveness. You have the the track that goes fade, uh, draw bias. Mm-hmm. Also the adjustment loss sleeve, which can also open and close the face a little as you True. add longer decrease yeah. uh, d- decrease loss, but also uh, we haven't lost anything in terms of twist space, speed injection, all the great aspects that were M5, M6 are right here in this drive. True, yeah. So if you if you, if you you take the, the club out and you look at kind of the all around the head, you'll see a lot of familiar things, first of all. You'll see the massive carbon crown that we use to really push that CG lower. Right? We, we save as much weight as possible. That, that carbon is pushed right up against the limit here. And then you'll see, like you said, those familiar technologies that have been proven out on tour to have great success with pros and amateurs alike, like twist face, right? So that's tendency to for people to miss hit it, that low heel, high toe, and really the corrective action that provides in terms of getting the ball in the fairway more often. And then obviously the speed injection technology, which revolutionized the world really in terms of how we measure and really get these calibrated right up to the COR 
floor limit uh, you know, for every single driver that comes off the line. That's really some of the cool new technologies that, that we brought, have brought in over the last couple of years that are still in this product as well. Well, if speed's the name of the game, then Sims the model for you. It's got adjustability and it is pure speed. But if you want a little bit more forgiveness in your model and you're concerned, I guess, with a little bit more spin, right. getting a few more fairways, as Rory McIlroy has uh, maybe found out during some testing, yeah. then Sim Max, it Correct. might be the driver for you. Yeah, so the Sim Max driver uh, builds on the same platform, right? So uh, we talk about aerodynamics and, and you know we didn't really explain earlier, but really why this is, is asymmetric is to do with how the club moves in the swing, right? It's, it's that three-dimensional idea of the club is, is actually rotating through space as it's approaching the downswing into the golf ball at impact. And really by allowing this to, to be at an angle, we're actually optimizing aerodynamics for that downswing motion of the club of closing at impact. And that's really what this asymmetric shape is all about. So that's the same on Sim and Sim Max. We build on the same platform, but there are some interesting differences on this one. Like you said, we don't have the, the sliding weight track on this one, and we take that discretionary weight and put it all the way back here. So that's increasing MOI even more, making this a super forgiving product really for a lot of golfers. You can see it on a tour, but obviously for the amateur golfer, that's gonna be big benefits on miss hits and that sort of thing as well. Uh, and the face is a little larger in this one too, so the max is a slightly larger face, again, to allow for a little bit more playability for that guy who isn't gonna hit center face quite as often. So just like with M5 and M6, we're gonna see a blend of these on tour mm -hmm. as well, not just for your average golfer or regular Correct. consumer. Now to go one step further past the max, mm -hmm. there's a D model Correct. available this year yeah. As well, and we know how much a large percent of the population that D model can. Well, yeah, and I think you know over the years we've introduced that D type driver and then four and then the M6 models, and that share of our sales has been growing. We know people fit into that product. We know a lot of people struggle with the slice with the driver, particularly. Uh, and and here we have the new uh, Sim Max D. And one of the cool things about this driver is is we've been able to expand the face even more on this. It's got an even larger face than than we're used to seeing on, on our drivers. And again. The golfer that this typically fits needs more help in terms of having a larger speed spot, as big a face as possible, while still retaining all those other technologies in the club. And, and it's gonna produce between sort of 10 and 20 yards of draw bias depending on the player, but that's significant when you think about the, you know, the problems a lot of golfers have in terms of finding the fairway. Three great models all available in 2020 and the best players in the world's bag and uh, in your bag uh, soon in 2020. Yeah. Shape in motion, speed through shape. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Thanks so much. For Thank time. you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks. Always fun to talk to Tomo and take a look at the new product. Bob, have you been out on the golf course uh, with your actual set from 2020, or is that, or have you yet to to dust off? I know when you were shooting the Just for Men commercial, you had a chance to play, but I was unaware if you actually had your own sticks with you. I did. I had my the new set, and um, I had them down down with me in uh, Dominican, and we didn't really get a chance to play. Uh, Except for two holes one evening after we finished shooting, but I did have to hit some shots for the for the actual taping. The driver is to me it's it's the most solid feeling driver I've hit in uh, I can't even remember when. It just felt like I was, and maybe it was just the fact that I was having a good day or whatever. But I really really enjoyed it, and uh, I I don't have any numbers to, like Scully does to in terms of how far or how it's going or whatever, but I just felt very comfortable with it immediately, which is a little unusual for me. So that's a, that's a, that's a good, good sign for this driver in my bag when we do get uh, around to playing some golf. Now, did you get fitted for the Sim or Sim Max? I got the Sim Max, and, um, and I, I, that's 
kind of traditionally what I've been sort of getting into with with uh, when we were back in the M models before that as well. So I it fits my game, and as I think most people know here, I'm you know like twelve, fourteen handicap somewhere in there. So I um, I can use that, I, and uh, I can use that that solid feel and that and the max size. It just works out better for my eye. It works out better for my game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I, I got fitted for max as well. But I've always been the opposite. I've always been, you know, I was in an M5, I was in an M3, and this time around they put me in the max, um, suggesting that I just needed more spin. But I, again, I haven't got it out of the golf course yet. I'm still, I'm still keeping an open in mind and still uh, wondering if I'm in the right spot right now. But uh, we're going to need to get out there and, uh, and smack some, uh, some pellets around before we. Narrow this thing down and figure it out. Okay, Bob, on the other side, we're going to have the O-Dog. A couple weeks ago, we had uh, Brian Hayes on. Of course, the O-Dog is a TSN hockey analyst and uh, co-host of Overdrive on TSN with Noodles and Hayes um, here on TSN 1050. And, of course, broadcasting on, on TSN television as well. O-Dog suggested that uh, the national from the tips, Hayes would not bring, uh, break 200. Um, do you think he has softened his position at all? When we get him live on the other side, do you think he will back down at all, or do you think he will double down on the 200 challenge? Oh, the 200 is 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 firm. I don't I don't think I've ever heard or seen O Dog um, pull back on a bet. I'm thinking I'm thinking you know you have to include the R R O B factor when Brian plays from the back tees. That, to me, is going to be interesting in how we calculate that. What if he runs out of balls? What if he doesn't finish? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where my. Does that Come on bet? now. Come on now, Bob. <laughs> Jeez. See, I think Brian's going to break 100. Oh, this is going to be fun to get into it on the other side. i got to tell you something right now, Bob. I don't know um, what's happening outside your window. I am looking outside <laughs> my window as we speak, as we broadcast Golf Talk Canada on May 9th. In balmy southern it's Ontario, getting to and look I'm, a lot like yep. Christmas. Snowflakes, <laughs> yeah, snowing here too. Are you kidding me? Snowflakes? <laughs> this is just wrong. I, this is an official protest. I, you know what? Keep them closed. I don't care. Keep them closed. We can't go out anyway. It just depressed me if it was 22 and sunny and I couldn't play golf. At least now I can look out my uh, window, Bob, and say we're we're not, we're not golfing. Because it's just not golf season yet here in Ontario. Okay. <laughs> uh, on the other side, we'll bring in the O-Dog. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. It was so bloody irritated, staring out my window, snowing May 9th. Are you kidding me? Oh the my only, lord! Okay, our the only guy happy. Get, the only guy happy about the sorry, Mark. I was going to say the only guy happy about the snow is Doug Ford. 
That's it. Doug Ford's loving this right now. We just let him. We let Dougie off the hook this morning, Bob. <laughs> exactly, Unbelievable. Exactly. Oh my. All right. Our next guest, TSN hockey analyst, co-host of Overdrive on TSN ten fifty, and of course broadcasting as well on TSN TV, and now also the co-host of the Players Only edition of Overdrive, which he's just loving. Welcoming in the O Dog Jeff O'Neill. O Dog, thank you for uh, getting up this morning. Hey, by the way, if you weren't getting up this morning, Bob was giving me your address, and I was just going to come <laughs> knock on your door this morning. Mark, I'm really sorry about last weekend. I know we were supposed to do this last weekend, and I can't stand. It's so awful because. I can't stand when people are flaky and they're like, yeah, I'll do this, and you can't get a hold of them, or they won't come on, or they got to say you go through the PR person, blah, blah, blah. So it drives me nuts when people do it to me, and sure as heck, I totally forgot about it and slept in, so I feel bad about that, so my apologies. No apologies necessary at all, and uh, I'm not going to go through your uh, PR person because I bug Steph on a weekly basis enough as it is, so I'm not going yeah. to Steph to get you on the show. Don't worry about that. All right, before okay, we got to jump into this, old dog. But before we do, let's remind our audience we had Brian on a couple weeks ago, and of course you this week. Let, let's remind everybody why we're talking golf with the old dog and what's kind of. Uh, come up in front of us for a potential challenge this summer. So let's go back for a couple weeks ago. This is uh, Jeff O'Neill laying down uh, his thoughts on Brian Hayes being able to break 200 from the back tees at the National from Overdrive a few weeks back. It says Brian Hayes would shoot, was that 164 or 169? 164 at the National? Oh, <laughs> a local course? Are you kidding me? I dummy the National. Brian, dummy. I'm not kidding, and this is this is for real, okay? <laughs> for real. <laughs> if you played the absolute back tips at the National, you would shoot 200 plus. Get out of here, dude. Vince Young, like, stop. Okay, Vince? <laughs> Enough. I don't want to hear from you. That's garbage, and you know it. 200? Like, 200? I would shoot 200. I would shoot 200. No, Jamie, Brian Hayes would shoot 200 at the Nash from the tips. I'm not no, kidding, man. I wouldn't. Okay, okay, O'Doc, here we go. So you've had a couple of weeks to think about it. You know, there's been a ton on social media. We've actually got uh, websites going now, uh, betting lines coming out for this on social media with over-unders, et cetera. Are you doubling down, or have you softened your position on 200? Mark, I'm not softening my position. And if he wants to go out there and play loser golf, which is like hit a sandwich off the tee to the next tee block, and, and play like that, maybe he can break 200. But if he tries to play golf properly, I think there's five to seven holes where he cannot get to the fairway. So it's just like, I mean, 12, 14, 14 from the back tees at the National. He might hit 50 tee balls because his tee ball is not going to get to the fairway. It's a small so, bucket. Yeah, like and people think it's a joke, the number 200, but if he, if he can't get there, He's probably going to hit 50 shots or maybe more to get there. So that's why I brought the number 200 because it's not just that hole. Some of those holes are way back, and he does not hit it that far, and it'll be a mess. You know what, Jeff? I, I said just before this when we came on, I said the bigger concern to me might be ROB. Like He just might run out of ammo unless he brings uh, like two large buckets with him to carry around as he goes around the golf course. No kidding. Like I was talking with somebody weeks he. Um, it might have been Nate Klingersmith, who was the former pro there. He's like, I've seen scratch golfers shoot 95 there. 
Like a scratch player could shoot 95 at the national. And this guy, he he says he's a 12, but he's actually a 20 handicap. So it's like, <laughs> and he's not a very good putter. And he just kind of, it's just not very good. So that's why I said, I wasn't trying to be a jerk with the guy. I said, like, it's the hardest course in Canada, buddy. This is not a joke. And if you want to go he, back to the tees that nobody ever plays, go ahead. But it's going to be 200. <laughs> I uh, I once interviewed Tom Fazio, who who designed the golf course, and he told me that the national was never meant to be played from the back tees on every hole because it would be too hard. So yeah, that's that's some perspective. And then I also played with a PGA Tour pro there. I won't name who it was, uh, and we played. And we came off, and as you know, at the national, they have scorecard. They always make you give your scorecard in because there's so much betting. They have to make sure everyone's not fudging their numbers. And he looked at the scorecard. The guy shot one under par, and he said that was the first time in a month that, that anybody had broken par on the golf course. Yeah, my <laughs> so, best round ever, we see. I shot one under there one time. And every other time, it's been like 85, 87, 88, 82, maybe sneak in a 78 or 79. It's just such a hard golf course where you can make two or three birdies, but then you're going to follow that up with double bogey after double bogey after double, and it's just too hard to make up ground there. All right, uh, here we go, Jeff. Okay, because I've played golf with Brian as well, and I just can't even fathom 200. Now, i got to be honest with you, uh, I'm not Mark, seeing you, not these, you guys are probably – well, I played with him once after like a three-month layoff with Jeff McDonald and uh, and and Weeksy at the Mandarin, and Brian shot like seventy-eight, seventy-nine. He slammed his trunk and broke eighty, and I was like, "Wow!" Like Brian can play now. So, but maybe I'm think maybe I'm wondering maybe Brian just had like a career day that day because a twenty handicap certainly isn't going to do that. I don't know. But are you telling me like if I? What if I could get you know a little tutelage with, with with Brian, steer him around a little, help him with his reads on the green? You don't think I can get him to break a hundred? No, I don't. There's no way. I said two hundred. <laughs> you could okay, hit so four he... shots for him per nine, and he still is not breaking a hundred. <laughs> okay, this so he's accepting the challenge. The way, by the way, Mark, you said you saw him shoot seventy nine or whatever the hell it was. But yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. When his ball goes in the rough, he's not a fan of that. So he likes the old <laughs> roll it around and fluff it up. And, you know, if it's around okay. the green, he doesn't like it. So, like, the, 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 those things matter. There's 10 shots right there if you fluff it in the rough. Okay, yeah, so think... here we go. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Bob. So go ahead, here's go ahead Mark, go ahead. Sorry, go okay, ahead, no, because, we, I, we, you know, Bob and I don't normally uh, break up our team. That is just very abnormal. Bob and I are, I think, Bob, the last time I looked, we're 1,730 to 1. We're 1,730 wins, one loss that we, that we avenged against uh, Nick Obrich and Scully. Uh, but, but we are almost undefeated. But for this match, we have to split up because you're a member of Weston. Uh, Jeff's a member of Weston. So Team Weston, we, we have to put you together. We want to set up this match. With Hayes and Zacchino, O-Dog and Weeksy, and we'll see if Hayes can break 200 this summer at the, na- at the Nationals. Mark, so we're gonna, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that match at Weston. We'll, me and Bobby will host you at our course. But this National garbage, this yeah. is Brian Hayes by himself and suffering by himself. <laughs> <laughs> do we and get I'm to gonna, watch, I'm gonna, though? I'm going to walk alongside you with a headset like okay. you do on tour, and we'll call the shots. 
Okay, I love it. And Bob can wear a fedora and a pencil behind the ear and a notepad. Bob and can, and Bob I, can I, be I love Jack this. <laughs> well, we might have to get a, a rules official to keep score too. So we'll get someone there with uh, who knows all the rules, so he doesn't break any rules, right? Oh yeah, it's just I can just see it right now. First tee, snap hook, ob, ob, ob. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those courses, man. I every time I walk off that golf course, as fantastic as an experience as it is, I'm just like, that's too hard, man. I don't know how those guys like. It's hard to break a hundred for a guy like Hayes from like the forward tees. Like you can play whatever tee you want. There's trouble everywhere out there. Oh, uh, Jeffrey, before we let you go, uh, have you picked up any golf clubs? You made any swings? Are you itching at all? But I know you're you're looking out the similar window as Bob and I, uh, and uh, you know we're getting snowflakes today. So are you chomping at the bit at all, Mark? I have got my clubs in the the. the the living room and it drives my wife nuts like every commercial break <laughs> i go and grab my sand wedge and i grip it and i put it on the ground i'll grab my putter and i've got these new tailor-made p790s and i love the club and i'm, I'm dying to just hit balls or do something but i looked outside my back deck today in collingwood and there's friggin' snow on the ground so i don't know if it's it's going to be happening i mean i don't know if we've heard from any kind of Doug Ford types or anything like that, but hopefully kind of mid-May we, or it's already getting close to mid-May, so end of May, I hope that we can at least go hit some balls or play nine holes or something. And for all the people out there that are saying there's bigger issues going on right now, I understand that, but I don't think there's any hard. If you can go into Costco with a bunch of people or Walmart, I don't see why you can't go walk nine holes or play golf. I hear you, O-Dog, and, uh, you know, if, if eventually we're going to start opening stuff up, uh, you know, let's start with the, the safe things first, and, uh, yeah. you know, golf is obviously uh, looking like it might be able to be a leader in, in that category, or certainly one of them. Uh, O-Dog, thanks so much for uh, joining Bob and I this morning. We really appreciate it. We've had some fun with this over the last couple of weeks, <laughs> and, and Twitter's lit up, and uh, really hope that we can play golf this summer, and really hope that we can... Uh, can uh, create this uh, this uh, challenge uh, for Brian as we can follow him around now and admit, you know who knows maybe we have a, a made for TV special here for TSN as we just broadcast uh, Hayes trying to break two hundred. I, I think I it's it. uh, beautiful TV. So you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon and uh, hopefully we're golfing at some point. Thanks. Uh, have a great weekend, Jeff. Okay, Mark. See you. See you, Weeksy. Bye bye. The O Dog. TSN hockey analyst, uh, co-host Overdrive uh, with Brian Hayes, and of course Noodles uh, every drive home Monday to Friday on uh, TSN 1050. Bob, you're right. He was doubling down, and I like his uh, I like his idea that we're just going to cover this and maybe maybe listen. We're getting all these charity matches going on now. We've got the you know we've got McElroy and DJ and and Wolf and and, and Fowler. Now we're going to have you know the Mickelson Tiger with uh, Brady and Manning. Why not uh, a made-for-TV event, uh, Brian Hayes 200 Challenge, with all of us covering it? I don't see. Uh, I, I think that'd be wonderful TV. Live stream, Instagram Live, Facebook Live. I think it makes a lot of sense. It could be good. This could be just. This could be the replacement. For, you know how you do. You've been doing your Instagram Lives with a glass of wine. Well, yes. We could just carry a beer around as we walk around and follow Brian on his journey. 
I love it. I think it'd be absolutely incredible. We could do, we could pull the old Sky Sports routine too, where they're allowed to interview players right in the middle yes. of their rounds. Like we just, you know, Brian Brian makes a double, has has an issue in a bunker, we jump right in there and get his instant reaction. This could be what about huge? What about just what about just miking them up like they do with the curlers? Just put them right on there. <laughs> That's a full mic. <laughs> and do you remember a couple of years ago? When Corn Ferry was web.com and they put the heart monitors on the guys for yes. a couple of events. That what let's just I, I think this is need. this is exactly what we need. So all right, let's it. Let's get let's get the uh, the higher ups on the phone, Bob, and pitch them this one. It'll be a lot of fun. So on the other side, we'll get you caught up on everything Golf Talk Canada. And boy, is there a ton to get to as we've got so much news and info coming out of GTC Planet here as we wrap up today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, we are winding down another jam-packed edition of GTC. Our video podcast will be back this week. Drops every Wednesday afternoon on tsn.ca. This week, we'll take a bit of a look back at the PGA Championship from last year. And Bob, I was thinking about this, and you know, not a shot at the golf tournament, but and I certainly really love Bethpage Black as a golf course. How do you not? But from the setup of Bethpage last year. Um, even though I thought it was a fair setup, certainly a fair challenge of golf, it was so one-dimensional to me. And it was my least favorite major last year. And I guess what I mean by that is it was such a driving contest that one of three players in the world, it felt like we're going to win that golf tournament. Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, or Brooks Kepka. So it was no surprise to me that two of them finished 1-2 when it shook down on the end of Sunday because it was really who can carry it 320 down the middle uh, and, and who's going to win this golf tournament. And, and, and it was really a complete opposite of everything you saw at the other majors because the other majors last year, if you look at the leaderboards, there was so much variety and different styles of players that could have won at the other majors. Beth Page, not the case. It's amazing how Beth Page has kind of... Um risen and fallen i think over the years remember when it was first out there uh for the u.s open and it was it was everyone was sort of very happy because it was a public golf course municipal golf course um and it really sort of it really did um test a lot of different parts of the game but you're right it's almost like it's become i don't want to say too short but but the the premium on driving you know wasn't in terms of wasn't really I don't know. It, it, like you said, it, it was just sort of a driving contest, and you could see when Brooks Kepka got a little bit of trouble on Sunday, that was the only time when he really started to fall back. But a lot of other people who were missing fairways and stuff, you know, that was that was the the deciding factor. Um, 
but it's hard to think of it because when you look back at when Tiger won back there and uh, some of those battles he had with Sergio and some of the weather problems they had, it was such a great test of golf, and it really surprised me last year that that just wasn't there. Yeah, it was. Um, there's a bit of an identity crisis going on with some of the majors, and it's more of the PGA and the U.S. Open. And I don't want to, like I said, the PGA I thought has done a very good job the last few years of creating some major championship golf, and uh, but they've always struggled with the with their identity. And the U.S. Open last year got back to its its values at, at Pebble Beach, but in previous years has strayed a little. And that PGA last year to me, kind of started to feel more like what a U.S. Open is supposed to look like in a certain way, maybe a, a little slightly kinder, gentler USGA setup. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, you know, and um, I, I sort of looked ahead to this year to see where everything was and how it was going to play out and what we were going to get from, from and what we may still get from, from the golf courses that are uh, on the roster, and it just seemed to be a little bit of a better selection, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, as you said, the PGA has always struggled to find that identity. The, you know, you've got two that are sort of national championships, for lack of a better word, with the Open. You've got the Masters, where you know everything that's happened on every corner of the golf course. And the PGA is kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what the what yeah. the, what it's what it's it's its mandate is or what its uh, mantra is. Uh, it's it's a great championship, and there's not one player who wouldn't like to win it. And it's had some great moments. We think back to Tiger and Bob May. Um, but this one is, um, it, it's always been a little bit tougher. And I think the fact that it's, it was going to be the first tournament of the year, it was last year, first major, or, or, you know, into the major t- rotation, a little bit different, different position made it a better feat, but, um, but it's, it's still struggling. It's still struggling. Well, we'll see what it looks like this August at TPC Harding, Harding Park. I, I actually really like TPC Harding Park, and we'll see uh, what it looks like coming this August, as, it, as this year will be the first major as well on the calendar, just in a spot that we really never anticipated as we flip the page from 19 to 20. Bob, what do you have going on this week? Obviously, we'll do the GTC video podcast, take a look back at the PGA. Are, are you uh, out there connecting with more of Team Canada this week, or are you switching gears, taking a look at something else? No, we're going we're gonna to keep our rotation going through. Quite haven't quite uh, confirmed the, uh, the guest yet this time, but we'll f- figure that out. Um, you know, Mackenzie Hughes was such a great story with his mother being a nurse. It's t- tough to follow that one up. And I think we're going to look a little more at the business side of how that's being impacted and and, uh, and also, you know, what the courses in Ontario and Quebec and Nova Scotia are doing to prepare and what they can learn from the courses that are already open out there and, and, and how things can, uh, can proceed smoothly when, uh, when we do get the opening gun. Well, it's interesting, Bob. You touched on something there, the business side of this, and there will probably be a, a moment in time in the next several months where we might even be able to take a look back and, and, and possibly even build a two-hour Golf Talk Canada around the business side of what COVID-19 did to our industry in, in this country uh, and the challenges uh, uh, that it, it put in front of a lot of golf community. And this, this week we already heard that Taboo Golf Club is planning to just not open for the entire year this year. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stories like that of golf courses that just choose not to open or are not able to open, that they just can't ride out this financial hurdle, or they make choices for their employees so their employees can apply for unemployment insurance, et cetera, et cetera. This could go anywhere, and it could go uh, absolutely all over the place, but i got to think there's going to be more announcements like this to come. 
Yeah, I think I think so. You know, it's uh, I talked to somebody in California last week, and they're talking about, you know, a lot. For instance, there wasn't a, a retail golf store, an off-course golf store, open in North America up until last Friday. They were closed for five weeks. So you just think of what that does. And this is the time, you know, really from from the, from April 1st to Father's Day when most golf companies make a, a lot of their hay. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how we, we get through this next little bit. I think these guys are pretty smart, though. They'll probably, they'll probably figure something out. Well, as we await for the golf season here in Ontario, our friends at Woodington Lake Golf Club have extended their contest to name the legacy course. So go to Woodington Lake Golf Club on Instagram. And uh, like the page, uh, uh, connect two friends, and give us your names for the new Legacy Golf Course at Woodington Lake. If they, they select your name, you'll have the opportunity to win a VIP membership for 2020 at Woodington Lake Golf Club. 20 weeks of TaylorMade return this week. We gave away a sim driver next week. It is the personalized My MG2 Wedge program. That's the My MG2 Wedge program along with a sim fairway medal 20 weeks of TaylorMade week two prizing. The only way you can win 20 weeks of TaylorMade, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Golf Talk Canada to double your chances at winning. Follow Bob at tsn.ca as he continues to chase down all the leads in the world of golf. And we'll be back this week on our video podcast, Golf Talk Canada video podcast at tsn.ca. Adam Scully, Scully Scoop, check it out. He's got some great guests Stanley Cup champions, he tackles all things golf, hockey, etc. It's been a fun listen on Scully Scoop. And if you're a subscriber to Bell TV, Bell 5 TV in Canada, 8.30 p.m. Monday night, episode two, off the hosel. And if you saw episode one last week from Las Vegas, we had a lot of fun. That's a pilot we shot back in 2017. But this Monday night, we're at Streamsong. We caught our stride. We uh, really had some fun with the next four episodes of what we learned after that pilot. We really hope you enjoy it. Uh, it is a, a crazy walk on the beach in the Tampa Bay area after a battle at Streamsong. Thank you so much for listening. We're back next week right here, same time, Golf Talk Canada Radio. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.